Hey wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover, part of the Belly Up Podcast Network. Thank you for joining the Queens of Belly Up Wrestling as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady, Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup. Well, we're back for another exciting week, and we thought we'd do a little something out of the ordinary. And I know, yes, it's only April, but we thought we would go through some of the crowning achievements so far for the year. The best matches, the awe-inspiring moments, and the words, and then the words of Mauro, the Mamma Mia moments. But um, first, there, something came up this week that I know we definitely need to talk about. Uh, during a press conference or a conference call this week, uh, Vince McMahon was asked about the ratings and some of his remarks didn't see, sit too well with people on Twitter and uh, he was quoted as saying the following as far as ratings are concerned Smackdown has virtually been no change very little Raw has suffered but not necessarily because of the environment it suffered because we bring in a lot of new talent to Raw and it takes a while to get the talent over we, ha- we no longer have Brock Lesnar, obviously, but we have a new champion and a lot of new performers coming in. I'm convinced the Raw ratings will bounce back considerably. Yes, they will bounce back eventually and everything, but Jolly, it's like, does everything have to be about Brock always? I don't think that was actually a dig at Brock, to be perfectly honest. I don't think it was about Brock. Mm-hmm. You have to think about the beginning of this year, listen, to after Rumble... Even before Rumble, Brock was consistently on Raw. Mm -hmm. He was a draw. You you can't deny that. I just think that, you know, right now everything is, um, he's right. You have so much more talent being brought up on Raw because they can't use everybody from across the country to come in. They have to use what they have, and they've got a lot of NXT people. So it is going to be a while for people to, to... catch a liking to the awesome theories of the group uh, even bianca belair even though she had a following down in nxt it's going to take her a little time to get a little bit of traction going um right so it, it he, i don't think it was him saying that you know brock's not there you know brock was a, but the fact that from the beginning of the year pretty much up until rest up until the stoppage of live audience shows brock was pretty much on every raw or Heyman was there to speak on his behalf. And you got to think, you know, that's the most Brock has been on TV. (laughs) I was kind of thinking the same thing because it's like, yeah, everyone's bitched and complained before about him having titles and never being on. But it seemed like for just about at least a good month, he was on like every single solitary week. He was was on all through January. Yeah. And pretty much all through February. Yeah. I th- I think he was, I mean, he put Drew over big time in that one where he got Claymore three times. Yeah, so, you know, say <laughs> what you will about Brock Lesnar, part-time, he knows what the fuck he's doing. He does bring people's eyes to the, to the, uh, TV. Um, I mean, Hell, we could say, why wasn't the Raw, like, they could say the ratings about everybody. Mm-hmm. Seth, Seth isn't a draw. 
as much as I hate saying it, Becky right now isn't she wasn't even on, so you can't really blame her. No. Um so, you know, the ratings, yeah, we're in such a fucking weird ass situation and you know, at the beginning of the week, a lot of people, I swear, they broke down with the ratings for the news. You know, if I actually took the time to actually look at the ratings, because I am one of those people that does not give a shit about ratings, <laughs> because I'm not part of the Nielsen family, quote-unquote. Like, you know, I'm not one of the people who signed up to be part of that. So, like, I watch the show. I watch YouTube clips. Um... I think ratings are obsolete, and I will say SmackDown, out of both shows, SmackDown has been way more consistent with storylines, and I think that's why it's actually been staying steady. Okay. okay. All right. Kayla, what do you think? Um, it definitely does not quote straight to Brock Lesnar. Um, like Jolie has said, um, this past January and February was the most we've ever seen Brock Lesnar. Definitely, um, with Paul Heyman, they kept it interesting because, like you said, once he gets the title, he just, like, disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as if anything's concerned, like Jolie has said about, you know, bouncing back and forth, trying to get people in place with, you know, new superstars, um, trying to place them because, you know, with the um, whole situation right now, it is a little difficult to, um, fill it in, um, just give you a little note. If anything is hurting the ratings, mm-hmm. it's definitely Bobby Lashley and Lana's storyline. Let it go, <laughs> please. Yeah, what the hell was that with the tire, the whole tire in the gym and everything like that? I'm like, why well, that is so pointless. Um, I think he was actually after, from what I read, um, once Drew won the title, it wasn't supposed to be Seth having the first crack at the title. It was supposed to be Bobby. But that got screwed up with um, with the coronavirus. So, Ugh. I mean, I actually would have wouldn't have minded a uh, Drew versus Bobby stint. But right now, I'm loving Drew versus Zelina. <laughs> when okay. he called her, when he called her the thorn in his ass, like I want that as a text tone. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me let me kind of segue. Okay. Let me kind of segue to the to the next topic then and everything because um, when at, whenever the shows the weekly shows started transitioning to the performance center, of course there was no live fans, but we have seen some positives coming out of there. We hear all the trash talking. The promos have been on fire, but also it's given a chance for some superstars to kind of stand out. And it's actually elevated a lot of the super, a uh, few superstars because of what they've been able to do with no audience and kind of bring the entertainment and everything. And to, y'all, to y'all's point, it's like, it's like everything between Drew and Selena so far has been amazing, especially this last week. And so, so, okay, so, okay, let me ask you, um, I mean, who has stand out the most so far with these performance center shows? I'm going to have to go with the new WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. Like we stated, the whole thing between him and Zelina Vega, it's just like how he says, you're the thorn in my ass. And, you know, (laughs) I mean, she's obviously seeing that he's going through Angel Garza. He throws out Austin Theory. He kills Andrade. And it's just like, you're making it so funny. You know, it's like, (laughs) it just, I don't know. How stupid can you be? It's like, 
Oh, Andrade just got his ass beat. Okay, send an angel. Well, guess what? He just got his ass beat. Go on, Austin. Go on. It's okay. <laughs> and, and I absolutely will back up to Zelina as well. Um, especially, I, I've always give her kudos on this. Um, especially when it's been Andrade, Austin, or Angel going up against Aleister Black. She, I have to admit, when it comes to storylines and someone, she always stays focused. Mm-hmm. Because you think about it, deep down in that head of hers, she's probably going, come on, baby, come on, beat his butt, come on. <laughs> right. You know, but you look at her in a commentary, it's like, oh, Andrade just got um, Black Mass. <gasps> you know, she, she's always stayed in storyline, even when, you know, back at SmackDown, when he was on SmackDown with on, just Andrade, you know, yeah. she's always stayed focused. So I think, you know, since we've been doing it, it's brought out, you know, Drew McIntyre and it's definitely brought out Zelina Vega. Do I, does she still annoy me a little bit? Yes, but not as much as Lana. So <laughs> <laughs> I think Lana's at the top for like everybody <laughs> as yes. far as like in the annoyance factor and everything. But um, all right. So, Jolie, who stands out to you the most? Well, you've already touched on Drew and on to Zelina. Those were the two that definitely, you know, definitely two of the bigger standouts. But honestly, um, trying to think, Andrade has honestly stepped up his game. I mean, he's even more trash talking now. Um, uh, Shinsuke on mm-hmm. SmackDown, like he's been more energetic. Even like Drew Gulak, you know, these. The people that, you know, you normally don't think about. Seamus. I mean, my God. <laughs> what, what is his view with Michael Cole and talking about Jeff Hardy? Now, I think it's going to be very interesting if, when Jeff finally comes back, if that's the, um, the direction the direction that they're going. And I think, you know, it's kind of brilliant. And I want to, before we go off into the regular things, I'm loving the fact that they're bringing his addiction, his demons on to the yeah we saw the 24 yeah but that's if you have the network like mm-hmm. you're actually getting glimpses into what he has gone through and you know what this is somebody that if somebody is struggling in their life right now or has struggled and they need somebody to like you know look up to even though yeah he has faltered he's definitely a good role model right now because he's actually getting clean the why he one of the things that he recently said in an interview was that him getting injured and then getting the time off was he was able to help his dad and yeah he did get blackout drunk and did some stupid shit though yeah. I don't understand why he got arrested for falling asleep in a stairwell I mean <laughs> Jesus Christ they don't arrest all the homeless people for fuck's sake but right. you know it's it's all I think you know he needed this 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 last time especially with a lot of the personal stuff that's going on in his life. Uh, apparently there's a, um, there's a big rift between his brother and himself. I don't know if that's been resolved. I definitely know he hates Revy. Oh, yeah. I mean, that we've all seen that TMZ video where he called her a witch bitch. Um, and, I mean, Revy put his shit out there all over Twitter last year. Mm-hmm. So it's like we don't know if anything has been resolved because you really didn't see Jeff talk about Matt. Jeff actually really hasn't been on Twitter or Instagram, and mm-hmm. you you have not seen Matt really talk about Jeff. So wow. it's like 
it's something like that I was actually looking into because something that Kayla said a while ago about like you know, you know if Jeff left, you would like to see them. It's like right now I don't know how well they're actually doing as a as a family unit, but Jeff's story was actually something that actually has been standing out to me. And he has he's only come back once. It's like that like the stories that they are telling right now that's the standout. Yeah. The the, Andr- the the Drew's feud with Andrade and Zelina's angels. I don't care. That's what I'm calling them. <laughs> when are they just gonna grasp onto that already? Shit. <laughs> well, whatever they grasp, I'm getting Mojo clothing. So. Okay, let, mean, let's let's not open that can of worms tonight. <laughs> but I'm but I'm just using that as an example. Um, <laughs> But I mean, like, you know, there, there's there's the storyline with Jeff, and we don't know where that's going, but Sheamus has been a beast in the ring. Yeah. Um, everything on SmackDown has been fucking on point. But you know what? I know I've said a lot about standouts. You know who's been the biggest surprise and the biggest standout out of all of it? And I'm not even going to NXT because they're constantly standouts. Mm. Tamina. Yes. Tamina has been a fucking standout, and Lacey has been a fucking standout. Yeah. Like the, the storylines for the women, and can we can we give a shout out to Raw for having I think what five women's matches this past week? They killed it on that, yeah. Like the women have honestly been stepping up their game. Um, I did feel bad that Ruby lost. Um, I feel that that they've constantly um kind of screwed her a little bit, but I can see something happening, especially with the rumors of them bringing back Sarah Logan, if that's true, like I could see them maybe teaming her up and maybe having Sarah and Ruby go after Alexa and Nikki, which I would absolutely love. I know, uh, right? Let, let Liv do her own thing. Um, but yeah, you know, there's just, I, I can't not just pinpoint one star to be perfectly honest. I mean, even the the, the the this is your life, Triple H thirty five or twenty five years was on point. That was screwed up as all hell and funny in the same time too. When they brought up Katie Vick, I had to pause the TV because I was crying. I can't believe they brought up that storyline of all <laughs> storylines. They brought that one up. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a total dumbass and everything like that. I have no idea what that's all about. <laughs> you don't want to know. Oh. <laughs> that bad, huh? <laughs> I believe it was um, Kane and Sex with a Corpse. Oh, 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 okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I think that was the storyline. But I just, I just know that was a very, very messed up, like, you know, but again, that was the Attitude Era, so. Ah, gotcha. But I mean, Sean... Sean had me rolling, and then Vince shutting the lights off and adding cricket sounds. Do I hear crickets? Yeah, he's kicking us out. <laughs> like, I mean... I mean, one, I give, you know, all, all the shit that Vince has been getting lately. Yeah. And here's the funny thing. Nobody... And I haven't been on Twitter much because I am still locked out of my other account. I am working on it. Don't worry. I will hopefully get it up in the next month. <laughs> Um, but you know something, I read something online and you know what, I, I've seen people be quiet about it, that they're saying because Georgia is now open, that they're going to be having live AEW shows. Yeah, I did hear about some. 
I did hear but, I did hear something about that. But WWE has sworn that they will not do live audience shows until it is safe. But nobody's bitching about AEW. Okay. Okay. Whatever, <laughs> motherfuckers. Oh, the great divide continues. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it's like with these performance center shows, there's I mean, it's like, yeah, we're missing like the whole live audience feel, but there's definitely been those people that have just been like amazing and just bring the entertainment. All right. I will, I will so. say the loser, the loser of this past week was whatever the fuck Seth Rollins was sitting on. On Monday night. What the fuck was that? He said it was a throne? What kind of throne looks like it's a seat for two? And it's like he's sitting on the hand the, 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 the handrails up his ass. <laughs> Becky, Becky, please, for the love of God, throw that the fuck out. I mean, that is the most ugliest piece of furniture. And Becky, I love you. But please, for the love of God, get rid of that. I mean, I will, I will give you the hatchets to cut it up and burn it. Like, please. Am I the only one that thought that was the most ugliest chair? I mean, I swear to God, I could hear a gay blind man going, what the fuck are you sitting on? Yeah, I didn't know if that was actually at their house or at the performance center or anything to that effect. But yeah, that was like ridiculous. And there's plenty of sledgehammers around, obviously. So it's like, I mean, you should be able to take a sledgehammer to all that. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. That was, that, was, that was crazy. Oh, man. Alrighty, so we're towards the end of April, so it's a little early be, to be doing this and everything, but it's like, yeah, let's go, we can go through, so much has happened already in 2020. Yes, a lot of it we were not expecting, but a lot has happened in 2020 so far that we we could, that we're able to like kind of go through what's kind of stood out so far to us. So we always, after every week or every event and everything like that, we always say, all right, what was the match of the weekend? What was the match of the night? Stuff like that. So, Jolie, 2020 match of the year so far. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. There's <laughs> just... Um, I'm actually gonna have to go with... I've got two. Okay. Becky versus Asuka Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And the Men's Royal Rumble. Even though it was boring with Brock, I thought it was kind of interesting that they made him into this powerhouse. But the Drew win, the Edge return, made that the match so far of the year for me. Those those two right now are the standout matches of the year. I mean, I could have thrown in possibly the triple threat for the tag titles at WrestleMania, but... It was just something about those two matches, like Becky finally getting that monkey off her mat back, and mm-hmm. she that match was actually probably one of Becky's best against Asuka. And I, like I said, Edge just made the Royal Rumble. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like with the uh, actually this. I mean. You can kind of tie that into the second category. We were going to go into this be- the best moment. And it's like, but yeah, I'll get to that in a second. All right. Uh, Kayla, match of the year so far. Like Jolie said, really? You making me choose? Um, <laughs> well, give me but no, um, I do actually bounce back and forth with two of them. Um, Becky Lynch versus Asuka was definitely... Um, that was another thing that she was able to bury, another one to get off her chest. Um, 
basically was able to say she's beat the empress as look um took her for um a lot of research she was able to do it so i was glad she was actually able to bury the empress say Mm -hmm. hey i'm the man back off go away whatever you want to do and i'm going to go with the woman's royal rumble um also because i'm gonna go for kudos with beth phoenix after getting her head gush gashed she never gave up. She kept fighting and fighting to the end. And, you know, that whole match, um, Bianca Belair was even dominating that match throughout. Um, so, but I picked the Women's Royal Rumble, really, as the best match because, like I said, Beth Phoenix, you could tell, you know, because she hit hard if you went back yeah. and listened to it. So, um, definitely the Women's Rumble. Because um, kudos to Beth Phoenix for still being strong and saying, hey, no, I, I'm going to go. Sorry, I might get yelled <laughs> at by Edge later, but it'll be all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. please. You, you know his ass got reamed apart after doing that, getting uh, DDT'd on the truck. So I think mm-hmm. Bird doing the rumble was perfectly fine. And I, I give kudos to Bianca Belair because she she took blame and she owned up to being the one that actually injured Beth. And we don't even know if it was her. Right. Um, and the fact that she stayed with Beth after the match to get her to get her head checked out. So definitely, oh. yeah, that is I, I that I think that was awesome, and definitely props to Bianca for that. Ah, definitely. And it's yeah. like it's funny, like going back to Beth and uh, Edge and everything after the Last Man Standing match. There was a part there with ladders, and Beth even called out Edge on Twitter, like going, hmm, not going to use ladders anymore, eh? <laughs> and so, <laughs> so it's like those two with their marriage and the wrestling and everything, they definitely have a little fun back and forth. But it's like, yeah, she, he probably gave her a little bit of hell uh, in regards to after she got her head bashed. But, yeah, that, that, was, a cra- that was a crazy part. Um, as far as, like, the standout matches to me so far... Uh, well, we all agree on this one. Becky and Oscar, that was like a long time coming. Get the monkey off her back for that one. Um, another standout, I mean, yes, this technically, I mean, it didn't feel like a match, but it actually was a match and everything like that. I, I got to go back to, I got to go to WrestleMania with the Boneyard match. It was like, I think it was like the first cinematic one they've either done ever or one that they've done in a long time like that. And, I actually I don't even think they've ever done a match like that. Am I wrong? Am, am I wrong? Um, they did something similar with Randy versus um, Bray. Oh, oh. oh yeah, and and, and um, Matt versus Bray. Yeah, but, and then also, but they definitely that, evolved their storytelling. That's and, true, and I and I also remember the Wyatt family versus the New Day out on the lot. Because it's like the because the new day had to go to the compound to to the white compound and everything, and so I remember I remember seeing all the cars around. But um, yeah, as far as like the matches outside of the ring and everything, I mean, this has definitely evolved and have been like one of the best ones so far. Um, the Becky and Oscar match was definitely killer, and it's like, yeah, it was and it was like a little bit long to see and everything like that, but. The last man standing between Edge and Randy Orton was was definitely up there, but yeah, it's like the Bone Yarn and Oscar and Becky. Those are like those are like my two tops right there. Okay, so 
I, I don't think we're actually going to be able to mention another moment outside of this one, but the moment of the year so far, it has to be, Kayla, am, am I wrong for saying this? Like, it has to be Edge coming back. I don't see another moment. I don't think another moment this year has even topped that or even come close to topping that. No, you're not wrong. Um, I actually had for the best moment. It's just that moment, Royal Rumble's going, okay, this is great, it's going. Like I said, even with Brock being in there, he he was making it entertaining. Yeah, he threw out a lot of people, but when Keith Lee came out, his expression was just priceless. Like, <laughs> who, who is this he- big motherfucker? <laughs> exactly, know, right? like, it's like, who the hell is this guy? You know, and... um. And that's when he actually started breaking a sweat there, because you know, there for beginning he wasn't breaking a sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had, and you just see, what is it, Carl Anderson just hanging on to the rope, and it starts counting down. My mom and I just looked at each other, going, <laughs> "You're kidding me, right?" And then we heard, we hear, "On this day, we literally started screaming so loud, and we're like, "Oh my god!" And it's that moment that we're like, "Okay, well maybe he's not." Then he lasted as long as he did, and we're like. Oh my God, the moment that Edge of the Rated R Superstar is back. <laughs> oh man, and it's all and it and it's like it's it, it it was part of the perfect timing also because they just started doing pyro again within the last half of the year and everything. So it's like he mm-hmm. came back and had his pyro like he's always yes. had. So it was like the perfect moment and the perfect return. And it's like I've always said because it's like I was at the I was at the Rumble. And it's like the place went nuts. The place went nuts. It was like incredible. And it's just like just seeing one of those like breakout historic moments live and everything, it just makes it like ten times sweeter. And so it's like, yeah. Um it's like it was like unbelievable. I mean, Jolie, is is there another moment that tops that for the year? Yeah, no, there's really nothing that would actually top. Edge, Edge's return, and um, I was making a video for my um, my uh, job at the link because they wanted us to do like if we wanted to submit videos for you know what we're doing in at home, and mm-hmm. I'm a fat bastard. I don't like my video being recorded, so um, I actually used part of Edge's return um, because just like his face, that's the one reason why I use it because he looked like he was going to cry. Mm-hmm. when everybody was like and it was just like right there's like you know that's how we all feel like yeah. when we, we feel like we're gonna cry and it's like it also kind of sums up how we're all gonna feel once we're out of this fucking godforsaken mess that we're in um mm-hmm. like you know just getting to be back to normal but um a, a moment that popped for me okay. that that's, was Bianca Belair's debut on Raw Okay. I mean, just because, like, like when her music hits, you just want to dance. Like, <laughs> I, you, you just want to, like, swing something around like it's a braid, and you just want to see this her come out and whoop ass. Like, you know, I just, I, I, Bianca Belair, I, I'm so happy. Like, that that was definitely one of the better call-ups that we've had in a while. Right. Um, I mean, hell, I forgot the Forgotten Sons even came up until they showed up again on SmackDown. Like, I mean... <laughs> The Sons of Anarchy Rejects right there, dude. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, you know, 
Bianca Belair coming up, like that really honestly was something that wasn't the wasn't edge edge like, but it was a moment that like, you know, like how she came out and I felt like she brings a new energy to the thing. Uh, but yeah. But we'll we'll be coming back to the edge edge again, I promise you. <laughs> oh man. But it's like, yeah, with Bianca Belair coming out and it's like I love how she puts this and everything. I go here now. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was funny that they 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 put a throwback to when she said that to Charlotte. <laughs> yes, you don't go here. And then she says, "I go here now." It's like, ooh, okay. When can we get her in the ring with Becky? I want that. I want that because oh. Becky. Oh, Becky owes her. Say, say that one. Say that one for later. Say that one for later. But I'm just gonna say Becky owes her because I think it was uh, WrestleMania 34. When they had the battle royal and nobody knew that B- uh, Becky got kicked out, I think B- uh, Bianca like whipped her with her her hair. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, see, I even forgot that part. Oh man! All right, but yeah, say, I'll say, say that, that Becky. One too. Say that one too. But okay. I also have to mention something. Montez Ford on commentary when she's in the ring is hilarious. <laughs> Montez, Montez Ford in. Period. Like when she, when he even isn't on commentary and she's in the ring, like oh my god, please, I need to, fi- I need to find me someone like him, not not a man, but in woman form. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's like that's like couple goals right there for sure. And it's like, I I almost had to turn my TV down a little bit the other day whenever they were on commentary because it was just like, like oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And then when Angela Angela Dawkins didn't say nothing, he was sitting there hitting him like, "Come on, come on!" <laughs> it's like Montez was taking care of everything for them. But um, oh, can you can you imagine if they if they bring back the mixed match challenge? So we would have Montez Bianca, uh huh, Charlotte Andrade, Becky and Seth, Becky and Seth, Zelina and. Alistair. Alistair, Jimmy and Naomi. Yeah. Uh, if they go like, NXT, uh, Gargano and Candice. And what the fuck was that? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. It's like that's a. But, but I but I now have a new theory, so we'll get to that later. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, let me kind of switch topics here real quick. <laughs> All right, so throughout the year, we've definitely seen a lot of standout moments and everything like that. But, Jolie, I know there's a few that we've talked about, like, over the past weeks since we started the broadcast and everything, or the podcast. So, but it's like, if you had to pick a breakout star for the year, who would it be? Any brand. Um, well, I'll, I'll break it down between NXT and the, the Raw and SmackDown. So for NXT, the standout star is um, Rhea Ripley. I think she has completely elevated her game, become so much better of a, a star. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she does in the future. Um, but uh, main roster, uh, I got to give props to um, Andrade who has definitely stepped up his game and become a lot better in ring. Um, 
I think that he has, he's always had talent, but I think he has actually, since coming back from his quote-unquote injury, mm-hmm. um, he has definitely become a lot better in ring, and he's definitely one of the standout stars next to, um, like, Drew. Like, those okay. those would be, like, the top for me. Top. Drew, Drew, I don't have to even explain, um, but Andrade definitely has become a lot more elevated, especially with the stable. He's become a lot more vicious, which mm-hmm. I'm actually enjoying. Okay. Alrighty then. And Kayla, what do you think? Um, I definitely thought Drew McIntyre was one of the breakout. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Jolie and agree with Andrade. I mean, I'm really not a huge fan of the guy. Um, but ever since he's came back, he's stepped up, he's improved and, um, has really done well. I honestly wish he would kind of break away from the Zelina angels and go on his merry little way. Mm -hmm. Um, but is what it is right now. And, um, I'm going to jump with, uh, Rhea Ripley too. Um, because the way she came up from NXT United Kingdom pretty much showed her that she had belonged and was able to dethrone um, Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Um, was pretty epic as well. Um, the only thing I hate about working second shift is when I don't watch. Um, one of my good friends is a big Rhea Ripley fan, and she was blowing up my phone that night like oh my god oh my god oh my god i was like what 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 oh my god i said don't tell me she's i got to i said don't tell me and she just sent me a bunch of crying emojis and then when i finally saw what had happened i was like now i know why so um drew andrade and rhea ripley has really um deserved a spot as the breakout star so it's kind of hard to pick just one so i'm going with those three All right, well, the one I'm going for breakout star, and I guess it, it, it's like she's kind of in the process of breaking out on her own, and it definitely showed this past week, because I know, uh, Joel, you mentioned the Ruby Riot losing and everything like that, but Liv Morgan is finally breaking out on her own, and and that match, I was just awe amazed at that entire match, start to finish. And, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, I mean, it's another loss for Ruby, which is not great and everything like that. But it's like Liv is fine. Liv's finally having a chance to show what she's capable of and everything. And so, if, if I could say, if I can, if I can classify anybody as like a breakout star so far and everything, she, that she's definitely one that gets my vote. <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus. Okay. So this one's like on the this this one's like on the fashionista type of of a category and everything, but Kayla, best wrestling attire. Who who's standing out to you on that one? This one was kind of tricky for me. Okay. Um, cause I kept thinking about it and thinking about it cause, um, cause I'll write my notes down and I just kept thinking about it. Um, if I really had to choose, I think for this week, honestly, 
one of the best standout wrestling attires to me was probably Sasha Banks on SmackDown with the red. I really like the red. Um, normally, when you have a wrestling attire, it was kind of like, I don't know, it don't stand out. But I, I don't know, something about it with the blue hair and her red attire really stood out to me. And I think that was the best. Um, I don't know what Lacey Evans was wearing there. It wasn't quite matching. But uh, <laughs> but definitely, in my opinion, I think Sasha Banks on SmackDown. Yeah. I got to give, if, if I don't know if one stands out like throughout the whole year and everything, but if something that popped out to me this past week is uh, going back to Bianca. And yeah, it, um, and so it, it's like she makes all of her outfits and everything. And with her coming out in an outfit with the raw symbols all over it, that was actually that was pretty cool and very interesting. So it's like I'm so she's she's quite talented as far as like making her outfits and putting it all together and everything. So that was one that kind of stuck out to me. Jolie, anything anything that stuck out to you? I gotta go with my girl Tegan Knox. Uh, she's always had her Captain Marvel gear. So uh, being the nerd that I am, I love that about her, and I love the fact that she has an evolution with the character and her character. With mm-hmm. the different outfits, so I actually enjoy her, uh, her, uh, her gear, and again with Bianca, Bianca being able to make her own gear, and all that stuff. And I would actually, honestly, for the men, since you know nobody picked a man, um, <laughs> I kind of like um, the Cedric and Ricochet's gear. Um, okay. I like that it matches, and I like that um, he's gone to trunks. He just needs to grow that beard back in because he looks like a pedophile without it. That is a horrible mistake. It's like, I don't know what the hell he was thinking with that one. Like, I, I'm like, dude, you look like the guy that lives, you know, in, in, a, in a van, panel van that drives to catch little kids, dude. No, please grow <laughs> back. Please grow back. I love you, dude. You're an Eagles fan. Please. Stranger, stranger danger, dude. Stranger fucking danger. No. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> yes, but I yeah, there. yeah, creepy, creepy. <laughs> no, but it's like, and I'm actually loving. I'm really loving those two as a tag team, and so I just hope that they keep evolve. They they give them a chance to keep evolving. I know they had the loss, like not this past Monday, but the Monday before against the Viking Raiders. But it's like I hope that they allow these two to keep evolving as a tag team because. They can really do some amazing things. And um, I, I'm just picturing it right now with them and um, Street Profits in the ring. Holy shit. Could you imagine them, Street Profits, and the Usos? Oh! oh. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that, that would be crazy. That right there is your new Edge, Christian, Hardy Boys, and Dudley Boys right there. <laughs> exactly. That would be Pillar right there. And speaking of the Dudley boys, did you see the new finisher that uh, our girls Nikki and Alexa had? It was uh, their version of the 3D. Yeah. They, yeah, I saw that and they said it was like kind of like a modified 3D and everything. Was... I was like, okay, I think it's called too much caffeine. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but it was actually pretty sick. You know, it's like I like the fact that those two women are constantly evolving as yeah. well. Yeah, it's like they're actually, um, so it's like, 
what I'm glad. See, this was kind of the shakeup that we needed with the women's tag titles and everything. Get them on a different brand. Get them back to these two. And it's like, it's like if we could see like more and more of this going forward and everything. It's like that would be sick. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So we have a favorite NXT announcer, Mauro, who loves to shout Mama Mia. Mama Mia. Whenever those like outstanding moments happen, and or, so or, or the or the oh shit, there you go. Moments. I I can remember um, watching the uh, war games. I can remember watching war games last year with Kevin Owens coming out. He was like, going, "Holy bleep! Holy bleep!" Yeah, so he definitely has his own spin. Whenever those types of moments happen and so i really i know i'll probably put y'all to the test with this one and everything but your mama mia moment of the year kayla uh, um you can give me more than one if you have one more than one man um i have one but like you said there's that big moment um probably the big mia mama mia moment to me I would definitely have to go with the Jar- Johnny Gargano Tomasa Chimpa match. Um, basically, when uh, Candice LeRae came out, low blowed everybody or whatever. And I guess you can think like that moment you didn't expect it. And then, of course, Johnny won. So um, that was probably my Mamma Mia moment. Like, you didn't expect, like, you got two grown men fighting in the ring. And then all of a sudden, here comes, oh, one of their wives. Okay. Low blow. Okay, I'm gonna win. No, no, sorry, not gonna work. <laughs> um, try again. What pin him? You didn't win. Bye. <laughs> but no, that one. Um, Candice LeRae coming to the rescue for Johnny to help him win that match was probably my Mama Mia moment. And it's like it's so funny. It's like you find out later that, or you find out that what she gave him in the paper bag was the athletic supporter. And it's like it, we've now seen it twice. One in once he put it in his trophy case, and then the other day at dinner in a glass case on the dining room table. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it's like what the hell is that? <laughs> All right, Jolie, your mama mia moment. I actually have three. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> so number one is when Otis busted through the uh, the chamber. <laughs> That was, yes. that, was crazy. that was crazy. Um the uh basically the death of Matt Hardy at the hands of Randy Orton in the WWE. That was definitely a Mama Mia moment. And the biggest one, and it's actually not Edge and Randy, it's Beth Phoenix and Randy. When Randy RKO'd her, that was a Mama Mia moment to be like, holy shit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Like, did that just happen? Yeah. And the fucked up thing was, and it's something that like everybody keeps bringing up. Oh wait, people can run out for Beth, but nobody can run out for Matt and uh, Edge. The fuck? Exactly. No, Hello. No, no wonder why Curtis and uh, Ryder got fired. They didn't step up for Edge. Fuck them. <laughs> oh man, I remember going into that week 
uh, because it's like Beth Phoenix was going to be there to address Edge's condition and everything like that. It, the minute I heard that, I was like, going, oh, God, we're going to go back to 2009. Randy Orton, Stephanie McMahon. It's like, I, I'm just seeing deja vu all over again. And lo and behold, that's what happened. Yeah, but I, I felt like this was so much more compelling than that storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, you know, he, he kind of put every ounce of blame on Beth. And it's just like, what the f- what the f- yeah <laughs> it's like what the hell? <laughs> that is it, uh, that was absolutely crazy uh the one the the ones you all have said of like I'll say one uh, I'm going to throw another one on top of what y'all said so far and it's like it, it may not have seemed as much because where it took place at and everything but it was still quite a moment and I'm going back to WrestleMania. I'm going to WrestleMania with KO and Seth and Seth Rollins. And oh yeah, oh yeah. Kev, and Kevin Owens climbing on top of the WrestleMania thing and jumping off from there. And this kind of stuck out to me because yes, that was a Mamma Mia moment of the match. But come to find out that if the match had taken place at Raymond Raymond James Stadium. He would have done it off the pirate ship. I know. Motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to open up your depression again about that. But <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, it's like that. It's like that stuck out to me because like that was such a moment. That was such a moment throughout the match, throughout the night um, for that little containment. And it's like, unfortunately, it gave us also from his interview afterwards it gave us kind of a glimpse of what unfortunately could have been. And so it's just like, it's like all inspiring, but it's just like shit at the same time too. Man, that would, but that it's like all of any, every single solitary moment that we've said, it's like you, it's like we could definitely do like a top five, top 10 list on Twitter. And I'm pretty sure that those would pop up. As a matter of fact, I might do that tomorrow. <laughs> but okay, so going. I mean, yeah, it's like towards the end of April, we still got a lot of left over. We still got a lot left for the year, and we know that there's still like storylines that they're working on, storylines to come. And I'm sorry, I gotta bring this. Okay, I gotta bring this up real quick because I know we were gonna get into like future storylines and everything, but I got I gotta bring this up because. With Friday Night SmackDown, you had the Money in Bank qualifying match between Sasha Banks and Lacey Evans. And just when I think I know which way they're going to go with Sasha and Bailey, I think they're going to go one way, they do a curveball and do another. So it's like, I'm sitting there watching the match. I'm fully expecting Sasha to win so she can get into the match. And then it ends up like Bailey kind of cost her the match. For Le- and Lacey went and, and everything. And I'm like going, damn. It's like, so it's like, you think that, uh, you, you, it, it seems like, it, it, help me if I'm wrong. It, help, it, it's like, tell me if I'm wrong about this, really. But it seems like they're just doing this, like, a straightforward, like, storyline with, like, one turning on the other, no gimmicks or anything like that. So it's just like, it, 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 it seems going to be like one point where it's like one's going to get frustrated with the other. And then that's when the blow up's going to happen. I think it's already started. You saw it when um, 
she was blaming Bailey for the 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 ref being distracted in like the ten count pin. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely think um, it's definitely going to start blowing. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely uh, it's an interesting segue, and it's a possibility. You know what they could possibly do is throw a curveball and at money in the bank when she's going against Tamina, Sasha gets involved and Tamina wins the title. Ooh, and then just have their match later on for not even involving the title. I think that's a possibility. And then hmm. even, or even if like, let's say one of the women from SmackDown wins and just have them cash it in. But I, I don't know who right now we have who, Carmella? No, no, Carmella's next week. Yeah, Carmella, Carmella's going against Mandy, but it's uh, Lacey and Dana from Smack. Yeah, Lacey and Dana from SmackDown. Yeah, so like it, it, it could go any which way, but like right now, it's like uh, I could honestly see them throwing the major curveball of them having uh, Tamina win via outside interference from Sasha Banks. Hmm. Okay, that's definitely that's definitely a way they can go about this. Part of me still wants Sasha to get the title. She's so wrong and overdue. But um, oh, I, right. I definitely I definitely think that she's gonna get the title. Um, hell, for all we know, she could pull a Brock Lesnar and climb the ladder herself and take the t- take the briefcase. That's true. It's like she she could just be waiting on the t- she could be waiting on the roof of headquarters and stomp in there. <laughs> all right, Thanks, <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So, Kayla, so do any future. Um, okay. So, that storyline aside, um, based on what you've seen so far, do you, what possible future storylines do you see coming out for the rest of the year? Um, but yeah. I was trying to say, uh, carry on cross and chimpa, definitely. So, I mean, hello, if you get almost choked out, throw it to the floor, and, um, there's definitely a storyline going. Um, other than that, I haven't really paid attention to see if there's any other storylines developing slowly but surely. Okay. And another one I just another one that I just thought of and everything with Candace's new attitude and turn and everything, I can possibly see something as long as okay, a little down the line, Charlotte finally gets the match with EO for the title. And EO wins, and then I can possibly see Candace going after EO again later with her new attitude and them clashing again because it's like EO's not really heelish, she's, she's more of a tweener and everything. But so it's like them clashing again with Candace's new heelish attitude and everything that that I just thought about after watching NXT this past week. Uh, but um, Jolie. All right, anything popping out to you for a future storyline? Charlotte versus EO, definitely. Um, with the Money in the Bank ladder matches, honestly, anything is possible. But um, I actually have a theory. You said Karrion Cross and Ciampa. I don't think he's after Ciampa. I think he's after Johnny and Candice because something that Johnny said that they're going to rebuild NXT in their image. 
and you've got Karrion Cross and Scarlet Budeau wanting to put it in their image. I think that's a possible storyline right there. Mm. Um, but is this also storylines that we want to see happen, or it's like we want? I mean, you can you can say one that you want to see happen, or one that you foresee happening with what's happened so far. Uh, I definitely see um, Bianca Belair getting in the title mix, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, Becky does owe her for whipping her at WrestleMania 34 in that battle royal that nobody knew that Becky got eliminated because, yeah, that was such a shitty fucking... <laughs> they did the mm-hmm. Becky, that one. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, no, um, definitely Bianca getting the title mix. Um, Liv getting into the title mix. I definitely, I can't wait to see what they do with her. But I'm kind of interested, like what we just talked about was the um, the Sasha and whole Bailey situation. Like that one has just got my head turning. And like you said, Sasha definitely deserves a title. I think they actually put the top 10 of all all time title holders and i think bailey's number five mm-hmm. becky was six and charlotte was i think number two or three moolah was number one i think it was moolah alundra or moolah charlotte alundra oscar bailey becky alexa Whoa. and Unfortunately, Sasha has like I think eighty days, and Sasha's definitely that. That's a storyline that is way overdue. Mm-hmm. And um, Vince, come on, man, she's constantly kissing your ass on Twitter. Apparently, she's the only person that gives a shit about you. So, um, yeah, uh, award, award her with the title. But <laughs> um, and just not no like cheap shit. Um, one week title rain and everything like that it's like i'm talking like one that expands months multiple title defenses everything like that so it's like these little like cheap ass uh short title reigns for sasha has got to end well technically bailey's almost coming up to a year mm-hmm. i mean technically she won the smackdown title it'll be a year ago at money in the bank yeah. Then then she lost it and then won it again and then became evil Karen Bailey. <laughs> Which apparently now Karen is offensive to white women. Go fuck yourself, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And you know, and honest Go ahead. Go ahead, Kayla. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead real quick. I was going to say something else, but go ahead. <laughs> no, and as far as, like, with Bianca is concerned, if you, even though she hasn't had a, t- hasn't had a title reign yet, with her personality and her attitude, I think she would be better to carry the champion torch, even for a little bit, um, at, after Becky loses it. She would be better off uh, carrying the torch um, other than Shayna. Even though they're portraying, portraying Shayna as like a monster and everything, it's like with the whole attitude and the presence and everything, it's like if you had to pick someone to carry the title for, even for a little bit after Becky, I would go with Bianca. Oh, definitely. And I mean, in all honesty, you already have that insta feud 
creative with Bianca and Shayna. So if Becky does take time off, you've got two great competitors that know how to put on great matches with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it'll be a lot different than her match with Kyrie because again, again, Kyrie completely changed her style when she became a heel. So I think it will be completely a, a more of a similar NXT feel with right. Shayna versus Bianca. Um, but I, I will say this, I, I feel horrible with how they uh, played everything out with Kyrie. Um, but yeah, no, um, that whole buckle bomb by Naya. Yeah, what the hell was that? I mean, that was fucking horrible. And I know people have been talking about it, and I know this really wasn't on our, our, our list today, but I had to bring that up. Like, that buckle bomb, man, like, I had flashbacks to the power bomb into the table by Charlotte. Now, I can actually forgive Charlotte because she honestly didn't know. And if Kyrie was 100% injured, she should have gotten out of the way and, uh, you know, called for a ref or they should have somebody, they should have, the ref should have paid more attention in that match. Mm -hmm. So I do not put all blame onto Charlotte. I do not put all blame on anybody in that match, but that was all fucking Naya fucking up. I I know some of us like Naya. I think she's a better personality outside the ring, not in the ring. Um, I actually, I get a kick out of her TikToks. Unlike goddamn makes me (laughs) want to drink bleach like a Trump supporter. Uh, Lana. But I mean, that buckle bomb was horrible, and she not only hit the second one with her head, she hit the bottom one with her head. Like it was yeah. like a, like a, it was horrible. It honestly was, and I really hope that wasn't from what I'm reading Kyrie's last match because of her uh, contracts up. From what oh. I've been reading. So if that was her last match, they they did her dirty. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that buckle bomb was fucked up. Uh, it, I hope that wasn't her last last match either, because yeah, she needs to go out on a better note than that. Okay, Kayla, what were you gonna say earlier? Just give us a funny moment here, because we were doing serious. Okay. I was sitting here looking at Twitter. Renee Young posted an hour ago. John's trying to vacuum the fruit flies out of the air, and then. <laughs> Then she poses a gif or whatever with a fly, like, rubbing his uh, antennas together. She goes, you think you got any? His reply, no, they just keep moving away. <laughs> oh, my God. Moxley, <sighs> he's crazy. Wait, you, you say gif? It's gif. Gif, gif, whatever. Gif is peanut butter. Uh, yes, it's it, 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 it's gift. It's gift. <laughs> oh Whatever. man! But I remember, like a few weeks ago, whenever she was doing backstage, and uh, she was doing backstage with Xavier Woods and Booker T, and he Mox comes comes, like, uh, yeah, he comes running in with a cat and everything. It was a dog, yeah. Oh, the dog, yeah. Oh, yeah, the dog yeah, and she's like, oh, the uh, oh, the uh, things that happen when you got to record from home. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> At least he wasn't naked. <laughs> oh my god, thank you, Jesus. 
<laughs> now you see why when you put on there who's the best wrestling couple, why do you think I put Renee and John? Because I just like love them. They're like really awesome. Oh, they're they're absolutely they're crazy. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. So oh. Renee Young and John Moxley, if you're listening to this, we're like real big fans. So we love you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I love you. I have your autograph, Renee. I've met you. You're. I haven't. <laughs> Look, I I went to a comic con in Philadelphia. Got to um meet Victoria. Um. Who else did I meet? Oh, Jeremy Jordan from Small uh, Supergirl. Um, and Makad Brooks. I got a hug for him for free because I talked to him on Instagram. But we drove from Philly up to Six Flags in the fucking god-awful heat standing outside to meet. There's like multiple different wrestlers. I bought Renee. My best friend bought Moxley. I was thinking, which one do I want? And I just saw him just sitting there. I'm like, yeah, I, w- I want Renee because, you know, I'll probably have plenty more opportunities to meet John over Renee. Because, uh, you know, you, you don't really meet the announcers or the, the spouses. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, I want to meet Renee. And it's like, I said, I love you. You bring so much life to that, that commentator <laughs> table. Like, I miss her on commentary. I honestly do. Mm-hmm. I fucking... And this is sad because I used to love the King. I used to love the King and JR, but like right now, can we get somebody else on there? Can he just not speak anymore? I, I will take Zelina, Tom Phillips, and Byron Saxton. Yeah. I, I, I mean, and he says, like, you know, he said the ramen noodle swanton or whatever the hell it was, senton. Yeah, that and- was. He said he I, I was told he he said that to try to get a rise out of the other two and they completely missed it. And I'm thinking no, they're just not trying to be racist. <laughs> like, yeah, that was the yeah some of the stuff he said like since coming back to commentary and everything it's just been like so over the top and just so out of bounds and everything. It's just like I'm 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 done with them. Can we? Yeah, exactly. Can he go? So by the, that so, so 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 far the idiot of the year so far. Is the king. I think we can all agree on the king being the goddamn idiot. And, uh, you know, he, and I get it. He feels like he's back in the attitude era. And I've heard some of JR's commentary on AEW. He thinks he's back in the attitude era. He doesn't know what the fuck he's saying half the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, okay, I love you guys. I love the nostalgia factor. I would love to meet both of you. I've gotten pictures of him. I just haven't gotten to meet the king i spent most of my time talking to uh shane hurricane helms for like hours at a comic-con once well long story short yeah long story short i had a friend that passed away when i was at new york comic-con he and i were huge wrestling fans and when i had found out i was you know near the hurricanes table and you know, I actually wanted to say, like, you know, I, I just wanted to say this. My, I just found out my friend passed away, but he was a huge wrestling fan, and I know that he loved your gimmick as the Hurricane. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to tell you that. And he, he and yeah. I bullshitted, like, you know, because it was actually a slow day. It was yeah. like a, th- it was a Thursday, which is usually the slower days at New York Comic Con. So, like, I was able to bullshit with him and make myself feel better. And I actually said, like, you know, I thanked him. I said, you know, you really helped me today because learning that 
this kid that had so much life and so much energy and we would watch wrestling on our phones when we were at work. You know, wrestling was something that bonded him and I. So it was like, you know, I was like, I was so grateful for that. So I, I took talking to him over meeting the king. So, because okay. he let me talk to him for free. <laughs> those, mo- I mean, those particular types of moments, no matter who you meet, are just like absolutely wonderful. And, um, yeah, and I'm sorry about your friend. Hey, thank you. Uh, he had a bum ticker. Mm, okay. Kid. Oh. He was like 25, 30-ish. Damn. He, yeah, he was, this was, uh, I was going to be 39. I can't believe I'm going to be fucking 39. My birthday's in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. It was just just one of those like you know gut check moments like, right. But anyway, uh, off the sad stuff. But yeah, so the idiot okay. award goes goes to to Jerry the King. <laughs> I'm stuck in the Attitude Era, Lawler, and I mean because I used to love when he said puppies. I used to love him <laughs> oddling. But again, like you know, like that that was the time that like the the early early nineties, late nineties, early two thousands, like you could get away with saying shit like that. We have now become the era of the snowflake. I will admit we have to be a little bit more conscientious about what we say. Um, it's funny. I'm starting to play cod again. And, uh, like the kids in the lobby are just like, I remember they're dropping the N word, the F word. Um, (laughs) and I'm not meaning fucks. I'll say fuck, but this is, uh, the, the, I, I won't say the N-word, but I will say the F-word. They'll say faggot a lot. Yeah. So whenever I hear the N-word being put out there, I said, um, yeah, no, I don't have any time for that today. So uh, just uh, you can shut your mouth by sucking my dick. Because uh, I don't I find people that use that type of word talk on. Like, I'll shit talk in the lobbies, mm-hmm. but I'm not a dumbass shit talker. Nah. Yeah, that's... um. Yeah, that definitely doesn't fly with me either because, um, and I, I'm extremely, if that, I, I hear that and that's extremely personal for me. And I'll, I'll say this one quick before we move on to everything, but that's personal for me because, uh, three of my nieces and nephews are biracial and they are part of, um, and so it's just like, uh, so it's like, yeah, I, you say that in front of my face, I'm like going, bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so all right, let's end this by having some fun. Well, this will be fun for me, at least. <laughs> all right. Okay, so Jester's chair. Time to throw somebody in the hot seat. Well, this is gonna be a little bit different today. So I'm putting you both on the spot, but one of them, one of you is actually gonna be in the chair directly. So this is a little game I call Name That Superstar. So we love the. These men and women who come to the ring every day with their personalities and their personas. Now, do you actually know the person behind these personas? So, okay, so I have a list here of 20, I have have 20 names on my list, men and women. And these are their actual names, and I need for you to give me their real names. I mean, these are their real names, I need you to give me 
which superstars these are. Okay, so here's, but here's how we're actually going to do it. Um, are, are either one of you risk takers? Do y'all like playing poker? I have. I have. Well, I mean, okay, so, okay, so y'all are risk takers and everything. So we're going to do kind of a little bit of a little one-upsmanship. So based on that criteria that I gave you, 20, 20 names of the actual, 20 real names, you have to give me which, which superstar it is. So based on that criteria, you, um, you're basically going to tell me, go one up on each other as far as like how many you think you can name. So I asked y'all to pick a number between one and 10. Uh, Kaylee, you told me seven. Jolie, you told me four. The number was actually 10. So, <laughs> so oh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So Kayla, how many, okay. So basically Kayla, you would, Tell, get, give me a guess as far as like how many you think you can name. Jolie, you would like say, okay, I, uh, you can probably one up her, or you can say, or just call her bluff. So basically, the one up would go back and forth and everything until someone says, someone calls your bluff and say, name them. And you got to guess how many, you got to see if you can guess that, that, that amount. Am I confusing you? All right, so we're raising the Annie. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay, got you. okay. All right, so Kayla, based on that criteria on the list, how many superstars do you think you can name? Depending how easy they are, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go no higher, but I'm gonna go six. Okay, six. And 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 also and also, I am gonna tell you right now, none of the four horse women are on this list. Son oh, of a darn bitch. <laughs> I have to say that. Okay, so um okay, so Kayla, you said six? Yeah. Okay. Jolie, you think you can top that? I could probably do seven. Okay. Kayla. I'll go eight. Okay. Jolie? You think you can top that, or you just you're gonna call her bluff? I'm surprised she didn't call my bluff. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Uh, she said. She said uh, eight. I, I think I could do nine. Bluff. Okay. All right, let's go. All right, let's go. All right, nine superstars. So if you get your nine, Jolie, you win. If you don't, Kayla wins. All right, ready? Let's do this. Andrew Galloway the fourth. Well, that's true. McIntyre. Okay. Oscar Gutierrez. Pass. Fergal Devitt. Oh, that's uh, Finn Balor. Thea Trinidad. Selena. Ashley Urbanski. It's not Dana Brooke, is it? Nope. Claudio Castanoli. Mm. Oh, that's uh, Cesaro. Okay. Trevor Mann. Isn't that, uh, I don't know, pass. Austin Jenkins. Isn't that Austin Theory? Nope. Tom Budgen. 
Pass. Adrian Reese. Say that again. Adrian Reese. Guy or girl? Girl. Pass. <laughs> Austin Watson. Is that Austin Theory? Nope. Pa- Patrick Clark Jr. Pass. Charles Betts. Pass. Colby Lopez. Oh, that's easy. That's Seth fucking Rollins. <laughs> Rami Sebai. What? Rami Sebai. Guy or girl? Guy. Is that an Indian name? No, it's not. No, it's not Indian. Then no clue. Pass. Okay. Masame Odate. Guy or girl? Girl. Or yeah, Masame Odate. Is that Io? Yes. Kevin Steen. Kevin Owens. Ashley May Sabera. Pass. Stephen Fairley. What was that? Stephen Fairley. Pass. Daria Baronado. Oh, that's Sonia. All right, you only got eight. What the fuck was that one Rami one? <laughs> Who the fuck was that? That's Sammy Zane. There is a lot of you named that I knew. That's why I was snickering. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you only got eight, so Kayla wins. Okay, so let's see. Let me go back through this list. Okay, Oscar Gutierrez was Rey Mysterio. Uh, I should have known that. Read the ones that she didn't get, because I think there was a lot of them I knew that she didn't know. Okay, uh, okay, I just said that one. Ashley Urbanski? Who was it? Ashley Urbanski. Okay, that one I didn't know. Okay, that's Shotzi. Okay. Uh, Trevor Mann? Ricochet. Austin, Austin Jenkins? Wait, wait, I thought his name was, um... Ow. Something else, not Trevor. No, it's Trevor, because it's like, I remember in the videos with Casey and everything, she always referred to him as Trevor. Because he, he calls himself Ricky on, and he spells it R-I-C-K-Y on, that's why I got confused on that one. Yeah, I got I got all these from Wikipedia. Okay, okay. so. Wait, you said Austin Jenkins? Jenkins, yeah. That's Adam Cole. Yeah, that's Adam Cole. <laughs> all right. Tom Budgen. Uh, Alistair Black. Okay. Uh, Adrian Reese. Ember Moon. All right. Austin Watson. That one I don't know. Xavier. Ah, I should have known that. <laughs> All right. Patrick Clark Jr. 
Patrick Clark Jr. There is nobody in the ring that looks like a Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe when he's not dreaming. Velveteen Dream? Yep. Okay. (laughs) We're sending dick pics, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Charles Betts. I don't know on that one. Okay, Chad Gable. Okay, he don't look like a Charles. I know, right? Uh, got that one. I just said that one. I just said that one. Okay, Ashley Mae Sabera. That's Dana Brooke. That is Dana Brooke. And then Stephen Fairley. Seamus. Yep. Ah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. I knew Dana was an, an Ashley. I just couldn't remember her last name. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I had to change it. I had to change up the game somehow and everything. And this was actually a different game from what I was going to do last week. But um, yeah, I'm glad I thought about it a little bit more. <laughs> it's actually kind of interesting because it really makes you think. Like, how well do you know it? Yeah, it's like um, because it's like whenever you I see Xavier Woods on Twitter and it's always been like Austin Creed. I'm like, okay, his last name is Creed. And then I saw Watson. I was like, what? Like, damn. I was going to come through the computer if Jolie didn't get Fergal Devitt. I was going to be like, <laughs> boss. I'd be like, really? Really? <laughs> I know who the hell Fergal is because of uh, 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 Rebecca. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I knew I could, I, I knew I had to leave off the four horse one because that's way too easy. Like, except for Sasha's name's a little long. But yeah, the rest of it's like way too Not easy. Not everybody knows Bailey's name is Pamela. Because she doesn't look like a goddamn Pamela. No, she, she really look... don't. She looks like a Karen. <laughs> like right a now, what? She, she looks like a Karen. <laughs> a Karen. You know, she's got that let me speak to your manager haircut. Uh, demeanor yeah. going on. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man. Oh, so I'll leave it up to you two who wants to take next week and everything. Oh. Oh, wow. That was crazy game. All right. Well, that's all we have time for this week on the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us. And tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. And stay tuned for another session of Jester's Court. And welcome back to another session of the Jester's Court. I am your lovable and resident Jester Jolie. And on today's docket, I'm going to talk about a couple different things, but I'm going to start off first with the Naya Bucklebaum to Kyrie Singh. Now, I did touch a little bit on this in the podcast, but instead of going off on a tangent like I normally do, I thought I would save that for this time. So, earlier in the month, um, you had Naya verbalizing on Twitter her displeasure and distaste for the actions of Ronda Rousey. Um, Saying that she was dangerous in ring, that she injured on purpose in ring. And I'm just sitting here thinking, pot, meat, kettle. Nia Jax has hurt many a folk in the ring. I mean, let's just look at the most recent one. With, um... Becky, look at her throwing Zelina out of the ring at Evolution last year. Or two years ago, I'm sorry. 
We should have had we should have had an evolution last year, but you know, the almighty penis is worshipped more. But that that's a gesture's court for a whole nother time. So, the fact that Naya can get away with injuring people and still have a job, but can badmouth Rhonda, who, while she did try to make her skills better in ring, it, it, I don't think Rhonda literally went out of her way to hurt anybody. I think she just needed to be trained a little bit more. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on with Rhonda. Rhonda's been saying shit, people have been saying shit back, and it's like this verbal war back and forth, and, you know, with the recent match for Monday Night Raw being released, that it's going to be a triple threat with Asuka, Shayna, and Nia. It's like, you really want to put poor Asuka between those two psychos? Now, see, I know Shayna does not have the same accident repertoire as Rhonda or as Naya. But it's like she is going on as being this this beast, this division killer, this this mad hunter. And it, it fits her persona. It honestly does. But it's like you, you want to really put poor Asuka between those two. It's like if I was Asuka, I would just find I would find the uh, commentator's desk and sit on it. I mean, dude, seriously, like the fact that you you have somebody that in storyline is trying to injure people and in real life injures people. Hint, it just makes no fucking sense to the jester. So, I find Naya to be hypocritical in her comments against against Rhonda when that buckle bomb looked like it honestly hurt Kyrie. And the sad thing is, if this was one of Kyrie's last matches on Raw because her contract could be up and she hasn't signed a new contract, then they did her dirty in that aspect. So, and I know people have talked about it, but I just had to get off my chest, you know, the fact that Naya thinks that she can, you know, get away with saying all the shit that she did about Ronda Rousey, but not take any ownership, not take any, um... She didn't own up to it. She fucked up. She never even ever, ever posted in or out of character that she was sorry for what she did to Becky. And I think a lot of people, like, if she legit came out and said, you know, I got caught up in the moment. I can't believe I did that. I am so sorry that, you know, I fucked things up for Becky. But no, they they turned it into a storyline. They made her to be called her hand the face breaker. And it's just like, no, I, you don't pull that shit. You don't say that shit, dude. No. Get the fuck out of here with that. So Naya is uh, found guilty of being a hypocrite. On to one of the other things I want to talk about. It's actually, it's not per se wrestling related, but it is sports related. And, you know, unfortunately this time of year we would be getting into playoffs and deep into playoffs and maybe even the finals in basketball and possibly hockey. We would have baseball in full swing. We would be getting ready, um, you know, having draft parties for the NFL and the like. And we're sadly stuck at home sitting and 
the NFL just recently had the draft, and as a lot of people know, I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I deal with fair-weather fans all the time. And fair-weather fans is when they only support and root for a team when they're doing well. Now, you have fair-weather fans in every sport and every athletic competition. Oh, well, alright, most athletic competition, because I really don't see any fair-weather fans for, like, snowboarders or racers, um, BMX racers and stuff like that. It's more for, like, baseball, basketball, football, NHL, and wrestling. Wrestling does have its fair-weather fans. Like, one minute they're saying, oh, I'm canceling the network, and other minute, oh, I want to buy that shirt, and oh, I can't wait to see what they do. Wow, Vince came out on SmackDown? That's some good shit. And, but yeah, you can't understand what the hell they're saying, but they're being fair weather. Like, you know, when WWE does something good, or AEW does something good, or TNA, or NWA, or ROH, you always have these fans. You, you do have your hardcore true supporters that'll stay with it with the ups and the downs, and, you know, those are hardcore fans. But the fans that just float whenever they want to because, you know, Oh, the the company sucks right now. The ratings are down. Let me go see. Let me get out of here for a while. Oh, the ratings are back up. Let's hear the storyline. Oh, wow. All this. Blah, blah, blah. No. Either you like it or you don't. Just just stop being fucking Fairweather fans. You are some of the worst sports fans in the world. You honestly are. I mean, I honestly... When Tom Brady retired... Or not retired. When Tom Brady left Tampa uh, to go to Tampa Bay... I saw people burning his jersey. Like, you idiots are really burning this man's jersey. How many rings did he get, y'all? How many? At least six? Damn. You know, at least when McNabb left and went to the Redskins, we had reason to burn his jersey. Jesus fucking Christ. A lot of, I know a lot of fans felt that they shouldn't have put McNabb in that Super Bowl. But again, that's a whole other topic at a whole other time and place. Right now, it's not that time. I might bring this back up when it comes more towards football season. We'll just have to wait and see. But no, Fairweather fans just piss me off. Like, And, and, and some of the even worse Fairweather fans are the fans that like say, Oh, I'm such a big Sasha fan, and then they'll have a header. Of Sasha getting her ass knocked out by Lacey Evans. Like, that shit? Nah, dude. Just just stop. Or, you know, fans just being complete and total dicks to one another. And so, I find Fairweather fans guilty of being dipshit moronic jackasses. And for the final thing on my docket today, the jester would like to talk to you guys. Just briefly, and then... You guys can go about your day. There's been a lot of bullshit going on in this world. There's people fighting. I've joined in on it because people are being idiots and I feel the need to call them out on their idiocracy. But, um, I, I just, the jester has a, just has something for you guys to do. When you go to the store and if you wear masks and you wear your gloves and you see the men and women working the registers or putting in the produce, stocking the shelves, 
getting you a game because you need to play something, electronics department at Walmart, or any of that. Do me a favor. Just say thank you. It's something I've been doing um, at the greeters. I say thank you. When I go to Sam's Club, I say thank you to the people because, you know, they're risking their health. They're risking their sanity. Some people have lost their sleep schedules. I mean, the people that I really feel for, the people working at Amazon and can't do anything about what's going on there. If they want to protest, they get fired. If they say that they don't want to be there, they get fired and they just hire more meat for the grinder. Also, the people that I feel sorry for, the people that are in the food processing plants, like the Smithfield out in South Dakota, where they had close to 800 infections. Uh, the chicken farms down in, uh, I believe it was uh, Sussex County, Mer- uh, Delaware, that they've had a outbreak. Um, Purdue's had outbreaks in their meat departments. Um, it's it's just a scary time, especially you know with it actually breaking out in the meat <laughs> meats that we eat and food that we eat. Uh, so yeah, that that's a tiny bit scary to me. Um, so just be nice to them. Say thank you. Follow social distancing. Stay six feet apart when you can. I mean, I know at my Walmart, I people will just walk right in front of me, and then when I try to get out of their way, somebody's in the other aisle, or somebody's walking right in front of me, and it gets frustrating from time to time, because I want to follow the social distancing rules. I want to keep them healthy, and I want to keep myself healthy. Again, wash your hands. I have washed my hands raw at times. Um... I use hand sanitizer all the time, Lysol in my car whenever I get out. I Lysol my gloves. Um, I wipe down my my steering wheel. I wipe down my door handle. Constantly cleaning the car because, you know, it's something I use. My phone, same thing. I won't use it until I wipe it down with a Lysol wipe. But yeah, no, just, just be thankful for these people. Um, and... I know a lot of places are hiring. I put in applications, just never heard back. It sucks, but it is what it is. So, the gestures rolling on this is just be nice. You don't know what a person is going through on Twitter, and you might say something snarky that might really upset them. Or on Facebook, or on Instagram or YouTube, you just don't know what's going on. Um, it's just it it's a bad time to be a dick. So, the gesture wishes you well. I hope you're all safe, happy, and healthy as much as you can be. If you have to go out, wear a mask, wear gloves if you can, and be safe because. We here at Belly Up Wrestling, Belly Up Sports Podcasts, we care about you guys. We love you guys. And we hope you have a great day.
Tune in next time. Later.